You good? Go. Quit being a bitch and quit hating. Y'all pump faking. I'm a power bottom like a Freemason. Y'all stuck playing. That's complacent. I'm come chasing. My niggas back home got fundraisers. So, so, so. Okay, so, yeah. So, um, that was Kevin Abstract. So. Just to clarify, what were the lines that you wanted us to focus on? Oh, okay. Um, <coughs> I'm a power bottom. Also, when he says that's complacent, I'm come chasing. Okay. <laughs> You know what that is? <laughs> Bars. <laughs> I feel so seen by that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, like, Kevin Abstract has been teasing some uh, solo stuff for a hot second now. In on, like, March 19th, he just, like, tweeted this photo with, like, a parental advisory sticker on it. So, Which we like, talked about. Yeah. So, like, potential album cover, and then he's been, like, tweeting some, like, video teasers of, like, other songs, and then this one's the latest one, and it also has, like, another video that was tweeted by the Brockhampton account, but seeing as, like, he's the only person in all of these videos, it's probably new solo work, which I'm super excited about because he said that he was not going to do any more solo work, and now he's fucking uh, back. Word. It's gay time. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to Backtrack. I'm Em. I'm Jay. And let's get right into it. First and foremost, Ariana Grande and Victoria Monet have a new song called Monopoly, and it's really mm-hmm. cute. It's really cute. I actually didn't really listen to it because I was like, oh, this is super fun. And then Ariana Grande showed up, and then I was like, I can't really deal with you. Why, though? Like, are you still mad about the Japanese barbecue thing? That and... But she apologized, and now she's stuck with it forever. What about queer baiting central fun times? Okay, first, I will say that, yeah, we're in, like... And still the the buying hair flex thing, which still goes unaddressed. But also in light of the fact that she wrote that with a lot of other, like, black women songwriters, like... I don't know. I think she can't bear, like, the full responsibility for that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I but know, and I get what you're saying, but I guess I'm just, at this point, waiting for her to, like, come out of that and then be like, let's all put that behind us. And then yeah. if she, like, actually does that and actively mm-hmm. is like, that thing that I did was kind of bad, and if she was literally just like, can we put it behind us, I would be like, honestly, fine. Like, yeah, girl, I, like, want that. But speaking of coming out... Like, on the song Monopoly, Victoria Monet, who is bi, is like, I like women and men. Wait, Victoria Monet says that? Yeah, they both say it. And then Ariana Grande, like, repeats it in, like, her verse. So they both say it. Oh. Yeah. I didn't get that part. Okay, cool. Yeah, so A, Victoria Monet is bi and, like, out and, like, present. But then Ariana Grande says it, which everyone was like, oh, my God, girl, like, are you coming out? Like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I personally view this, and now I also view Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored, as kind of like a Girls by Rita Ora moment, where she's kind of, like, maybe starting to embrace this side of her sexual orientation and sexuality, and doesn't necessarily know how to do it, and isn't necessarily familiar with all of the deep, deep history of queer baiting and stuff yeah and that and that is again that's the thing where it's just like if she one time was like yeah acknowledged yes and can we put it behind us i'd be like fine i know but like this is pretty recent 
You know what I mean? Like she does. It takes a long time to like learn this type of stuff. That's fair. And Rita Ora eventually did like say s- stuff, and yeah. like now she's really good. Remember R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And even Anita, like at first she was like, no, like I don't like to label myself, but then she kind of like subtly put in her like bio or whatever that she's like part of the LGBTQ community and still doesn't like necessarily. She's not like fully. Here yeah. I am, like, queer advocate. It's but a, you shouldn't have to be full-on queer advocate in order to identify or feel as such. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... I'm just, like, a little, like, mad about it because, like, I saw this stupid-ass article that was like, Ariana Grande doesn't feel any need to label your, her sexuality, and neither should you. And I was like, what straight person wrote this? Like... Obviously, you don't understand the whole, like, concept of, like, labels being empowering for people. Yeah, but but labels can also be, like, imposed on people. Where it's, like, you're not bi unless you use the word bi. You're not pan unless you, you know, like, that's also frustrating. You're, like, right. I mean, I think everything needs to be, everything can be, like, weaponized or, like, empowering. You know what I mean? I know. Or like it's weaponized like, in a bad way. Like used to exclude or used to include is what I mean. Yeah. Anyways, that was a more negative note than I thought we were going to start off with. But <laughs> in general, like I really like this song. Yeah. I Right now I just don't want to bother with it. Yeah. Whatever. That's fair. Um. Anyways, more uplifting. Anderson Pack has a new song, Make It Better, with Smokey Robinson. And it is honestly so cute. It's very like ballad, serenade kind of thing. Mm. It's very, like, rebuild the relationship or, like, make it stronger. And I feel like that's such a nice sentiment that amongst our wide ocean of love songs, it's, like, not normally tackled. I don't know. I just thought it was really great. And I love the Smokey Robinson contribution. And now I'm just so, 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 so unbelievably excited for the album that is coming out. That's, like, wild. The album that's coming out. I know, the but next I think Anderson Pog album. I know. It feels like two seconds ago that we covered the last Anderson Pog album. It was really recent, but I think he was working on both of them at the same time and then just kind of like made them into their own works. Oh. I think. I'm pretty sure. Um what else? Oh, albums that actually did come out. Khalid has the Free Spirit album and it's good. Yeah, honestly, my take on it was like this is a Khalid album. Yeah, yeah. It really is is that. And I liked Bad Luck <laughs> and Right Back. And I already said... Right Back is so good. I already said this, but I like talk. I mean, hold on. Can we just like play Right Back? Because it is so, so, yeah. so catchy. Yes, I'll allow it. <laughs> My friend started playing this song in the car, and I literally thought that it was demo-taped. It is very like funky and syncopated that way. I love the like kind of like low mellow synths that are like do do you know like they really complete that I wouldn't have said no to like a little dance break thing that was like maybe just the instrumental but like pumped up with a fun little lead synth on the top but it's fine (gasps) wait I know Wait. Yeah. Did you do you know what I'm about to say? I thought you were just agreeing with me and supporting me in that. No, sentiment. I was like, why does this chord progression sound so familiar? And what? it's because it's dun 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 dun. It's that. 
Like, maybe. Okay, well, now we have to investigate. This isn't the same chord progression. It sounds like it to me. Like, Where maybe. Where it's just like, dun, dun, dun. It's like that. It's Can the you play same. the other thing again? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow, it is. It's like the same, like, yeah. the low notes, like, yeah. doing no, things. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I was wrong. You were right. I was wrong. You heard it here first. Um, I also kind of like the John Mayer one, like, Sue Me. I feel like he is a good addition, but, like, understated. Isn't John Mayer problematic? Okay, yeah. I mean... Like, he has definitely said, like, extremely, extremely problematic things in the past. Like, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say, like, the world needs to forgive him, necessarily. But what I will say as this individual person, I kind of feel like I'm okay with him now. Because when we talk about, like, when artists do something problematic, like, what do we want them to do? We... A, want them to, like, go away, at least for a while, or, like, stop making money off of whatever it is that they're doing that allows them to have, like, a platform that then they use to be bad and problematic. Mm -hmm. And we want them to, like, learn from it and, like, hopefully make sure that, like, ideally prevent others from doing that shit also. Okay. And I feel like in every single public appearance he has had, like, since then, he individually brings up that controversy on his own. He's not even, like, asked about it. And he'll be like, I feel like this is we're, what we're not talking about is like the elephant in the room, which was like my two really, really bad interviews that I had where I like was a crazy person and said all this terrible shit. Like, you know, I was I had no idea what I was saying. Like, that was so problematic. That was really bad. Blah, blah, blah. And he'll like apologize again and again for it, which I feel like is something that you don't see. Yeah. And also that was actually like 10, almost 10 years ago that he had those interviews it wasn't like a year ago mm-hmm. and during that time he moved to montana and like didn't put out any albums for a while especially not pop ones that he was like famous for mm-hmm. and then he put out like one or two country folk albums that like didn't make very much money and were all about like cows and like flowers and mountains <laughs> yeah like he didn't he like literally changed his target demographic You know what I mean? Like, there was no point where people were like, oh, I wish I could listen to John Mayer love songs that he just came out with, but I fucking hate him. Because, like, he literally just wrote about flowers for a while. And then, like, when he came back and wrote his most recent pop album, he went around and did, like, another apology tour for the interviews that happened literally eight years ago at that time. Interesting. So, I'm not saying everyone has to forgive him, but I feel like when I think about and talk about artists that I find problematic... I often think like, okay, now what do I want the next steps to be? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the next steps, if not all of them that I can think of, I feel like he's done them. And so now I'm like, well, I literally can't think of another thing I would want you to to do. You know? Yeah. For example, Ariana Grande. You're like, okay, I want her to be like, let's move past this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like John Mayer like did that. And he didn't even say let's move past it. He was just like, I'm sorry. I was literally the biggest asshole in the universe type yeah. of thing. And so it's weird to be in a position where an artist has actually fulfilled what I have arbitrarily sort of defined as criterion that I have for like, okay, I believe that you're sorry, but I don't know. Like for me, he has. So hmm. I dig it. But we're so negative this episode. We're talking about problematicness so often. I mean, I, don't I guess know. it's just pop. 
I guess that is like what comes to the territory of Bob. Honestly, yeah. Anywho, on the guitar vibes, Vampire Weekend. <laughs> John Mayer guitar, Vampire Weekend guitar. Um, uh, Vampire Weekend has two new songs, and these ones are like white question mark with a hint of orange. And um, oh, I thought they were like I thought you meant, like they <laughs> I guess were we were for talking about like yeah, like problematic whiteness. That's bad. <laughs> These the album art is literally the color white. Anywho's, <laughs> it's all bad. This is all bad. <laughs> but the songs are fun and springy and cute, and I really like them. And the second song is called "Unbearably White," so. That's also played into my inception of myself. <laughs> Isn't this cute? It's very like Beach Boys. I love these opening lines too. Baby, I know pain is as natural as the rain. I just thought it didn't rain in California. You know? They're like endearing opening lyrics, you know? Anyways, it does this really cool thing later. Hold on. Oh, this is it. This is it. Just a weird blob guitar that's happening. It's fine. You've been cheating on, cheating on through this life. Isn't that cool? That is interesting. Like the panning and stuff? Mm hmm. I just think it adds this like really interesting dimension to the song that like I'm not positive if it like all vibes together, but I just like think it's really interesting to listen to. Yeah. And then the other song, Unbearably White, is also very good. If you really like interesting guitar riffs, you are probably gonna like Unbearably White even better, but because I like happy, fun, cute spring songs. Yeah. That this life was kind of more my speed. Also, speaking of cute fun happy spring songs Winnetka Bowling League okay which yeah. is the Matthew Coma fronted group oh yeah that thing yes. yeah they had the like on the five song that RAC remixed and mm-hmm, we all loved mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. um they have a song slow dances that is also very very good and I really enjoyed it um but yeah stuff with guitars <laughs> over to you <laughs> um so Here's someone that I hadn't seen in a while, Yuna, uh, released a single Forevermore. And I don't think that I was even like following her on Spotify before because I listened to her like, I don't know, in like 2015 or whatever. Hmm. And like a couple of singles here and there. But I feel like you and honestly dad yeah. <laughs> were more fans of Yuna than I am. Oh, this is like the lights, camera, strike a pose person. Yes. What I know is like the like uh, someone out of town like Rusty Hooks I think it is remix. Wow, I really did forget about that. I feel like she's like one of the big people who was like who has like a soft vocal. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where it's like airy, but it's not like bananas and avocados, and it's not like kitschy. Yeah, it's just like actual soulful airy r&b kind of vibe yeah yeah dang i just kind of put two and two together on that yeah and i don't know i really like the song because it's like it's a little bit more upbeat and the production reminded me a lot of manila killa in the intro Mm, so gotcha also um bonks and ronks we love them they have a new single out featuring olivia holt and 
Z Z. Yeah, Zai, probably. Zai. I don't know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just wanted to give it a shout out because it's fun and catchy, and it's which is pretty fucking standard for <laughs> Fox and Rocks. I know. I have high standards, and they fulfill them. What was the remix that I really liked? Oh, the "Let Me Live My Life" one, the rudimental one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wow, love them. Um, also, Jacob Duque and Tropical Minds have a song of 420, which honestly, I'm normally not into like aggressively 420 based songs, <laughs> but like this one, real good. I love the xylophone here. Like, as an accent and not just like as a chord progression mover. But this flute is actually what makes it. Anyway, I just love Jacob Duque. I love Tropical Minds, and I want them to do more songs together. Also, Anita has a new album out, and the cover art is hella queer, so we love that. And it's really catchy it's very like queer femme vibes but also spanish and portuguese and english language songs yeah like mixed in throughout like the fucking sway lee collab yeah or becky g yeah like i love that and snoop dog randomly on there snoop dog just shows up yeah i mean his voice is like the type of voice where you're just like wow that's that's here <laughs> it's in my ears and I cannot mistake that for anyone but Snoop Dogg. Yes. So um but I also loved Sin Miedo, especially on the topic of DJ Luyan, which we talked about last week and Mambo Kings, which I think was also on that Verte Ir song, maybe. Um Oh yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think the most rogue collaborator on this album was absolutely alesso oh my god yeah <laughs> so I was like, random why and i also like pressed play on it because like i knew that it was alesso before i th- did it i think you figured uh, out saw no, that it yeah. was alesso after and i was fully expecting well what's surprising we could be <laughs> <laughs> well what's surprising is that it, it didn't not fit on the album you know what i mean like it wasn't yeah. like that jarring I feel like the last song, which was like full, like peaceful Brazilian, like beach vibe. Yeah. Was, I was like happy with it, but I was like, this one's different from the other songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked it. I feel like anyone can find a bop of their choosing on this album. <laughs> There's 10 to choose from. So it's really inspiring. <laughs> anyone can find a bop. Yeah. Um, anyways, what else you got? Okay, so this one's interesting because this is a song that I saw on um, New Music Friday. New Music Friday. And I was like, oh, damn, Silver Sphere. Like, that's so funny because it's like exactly like Silver Sphere, the one that we already covered with the Dylan Brady collab that was only on SoundCloud. And I was like, oh, how cool. Yeah, no, Silver Sphere is like like, literally is her. Truly, you know, it that like Wednesday and like Thursday lull when you're like, I've listened to all the new music, what to do? I like was bopping around on playlists and she was like at the top of one of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Did you know that she's 19? 
No, but everybody be 19. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, uh, not me. It's okay. It's wild you for are me. Not, no, you're 20. It's wild for you me old. now because now they're <laughs> younger than me. I know. Anyways, whatever. But yeah, we literally already talked about her. And I feel like this song is interesting because it's like different from the other ones because like the perks are all like very KKB. Like they're all Carol, like. Carol, Carol Bonito. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm just clarifying. Or they're like boingy, sprawlingy. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. Okay, come on. <laughs> Wait, I just want to. It's more in the chorus. I can't do that again. No more poison pants. That's just fun. It is fun. See those like weird like slides and stuff? Like that's very character Benito. I feel like I know Caracaro Bonito from like trampoline and then their guitar face. Oh, okay. I would most like I was I would most compare the song to Lip Slap. Okay, gotcha. Um, which was on the same album as uh, Trampoline. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was like really surprised because I didn't know that she was even on Spotify. I thought she was like a random ass SoundCloud artist. No, she's making it big. Damn. Okay. Um, speaking of SoundCloud artists that are now on Spotify, Fresh Hex, who we have already talked about before because non-binary icons, um, <laughs> but like also because good music. Wow. Um, <laughs> Literally, you do it every time. Okay, but it's, it's like fun for me because I identify with these people because they're like indigenous and non-binary, and that's cool. Uh, everyone is missing. Jay literally voguing while saying all of that. <laughs> maybe the maybe I'm just like going in and out yeah. of the mic. Anyways, um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm with you, but you need to clarify. You know what I mean? Like you need to. Totally fair point. Yeah. Anyways, the song though it is called "Control Myself" and it's really good. Um, the bass hits like kind of remind me of the same like halftime style as "Nights with You." Um, the Mo song. The Mo song. The Cashmere Cat the Sophie Cashmere produced Cat like Mo song. Mo song. Wow! Um, Can we just play like a smidge of it just to okay, just yeah, yeah, to yeah. listen back? I just wanna spend my nights with you. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! That's how she sounds. To what you said not to do. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. It's your new karaoke go to song. <laughs> I said we should end it. Now I'm forgetting. It's because these hits are the exact same. It. Wait, play nights with yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, play them. But I regret it. But I'm pathetic. Oh, all that also the little weep wap <laughs> that's because that's Fresh Hex's style. I know, but it also reminds me of Nights with You. Does Sophie like do that in there? These ones are more like sub It's also kind of like the um the other Cashmere Cat and Mo and Sophie song nine. That's what I was thinking of. I think that's why I kept adding in that. Oh, yeah, that's that's the song that you're also thinking of. Yeah. But they're both they both have the like bass mm-hmm. hit yeah. type things. Yeah. Um but it reminded me of that, but then it has like some really cool stuff happening in the last chorus with like some trumpety things. Anyways, we love 
fresh hex and also this album art's really cute they look really good in it love that also more soundcloud artists jerry folk came out with an ep which i didn't know about until two seconds ago and i'm mad about it because we love jerry folk i literally sent it to you i don't know how that's honestly rude because i asked you if you would listen to it and you were like yes (laughs) excuse me um i don't want to take up your time but did you know did you know that kesha's fire stop (laughs) i fall for it every time um okay but i really loved most people on it and let's just i don't know give the people what they want (laughs) give most people what they want this chord progression reminds me of a song that i have yet to identify but hold on let me it's probably kate well, I keep trying to think of it, but but now I've listened to the song like hundreds of times, and now all I can do is fill it in with the next line of this song. Okay, but this is the good part. I mean, the whole thing is the good part, but this yeah, is like this the exciting like, kind part. of funk reminds me of like, I guess like if Jerry Folk literally collaborated with Kate Renata. And then I thought Carpool and Oi Oi were very like well placed additions because i feel like jerry folks last ep was a lot more like experimental kind of thing or maybe it was an album but i feel like this ep did a good job balancing like that Mm -hmm. flavor with like the more funky flavor a la sneeze the actual song yeah i'm gonna play a little bit of it who's gonna stop me jerry folk you can stop me you can let me know anytime if you want me to stop but um, i also like this one's breakdown too I really, really like those weird, like, hollow wood hits, as if, like, a bunch of marbles are just coming down the stream on a top of us. <laughs> I like the strings more. I felt like it added such a nice, like, warmth. Yeah. So, yeah, I just felt like it was a really creative use of instrumentation without, like, it was, that was varied without changing up, like, the full vibe of the EP. Yeah, I, it's just, you know, you know me, I love weird, like, cold hollow synths that sound like bubbles yeah, and stuff or marbles or just vaguely deep space beat boops yeah etc 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 thank you cashman cat please release new music <laughs> <laughs> um okay but on the funky vibe amber mark so important came out with a new single why do i know amber mark again various things various things she's oh, like great vocalist with, like she's not a chromio tapes. song also yeah yeah no the she's just like friends one she just appears in a lot of places that we like listen to I yeah think. yeah and this mixer a lot of good remixes too true also true but this um this new single called mixer is actually so fun it's like one of those songs where you like get to the end of it and you're like oh god no oh god it's ending and then you start it back over again and you're like okay i'm at peace again <laughs> and the beginning of it is like kind of wild like you hear this but then it's so good it's very like i don't know early 2000s almost a little bit yeah this is also kind of how i feel about the yuna song because it starts with like this weird thing where i'm just like oh what is what is this what am i what is playing right now yeah and then it starts and then i'm like oh it's the yuna song it's so good hold on check this I love the the electric guitar in the back where it's like, you know what I mean? It's almost like instead of using a hi-hat, 
It's like another guitar. Do you oh. hear it in the back? Oh, I just now heard it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I thought that was like a really, really nice touch. So good. Anywho. Yeah. Um, also, Gallant has a new remix out of Gentleman uh, with T-Pain on it. And wow. we stand a T-Pain, so we have to shout it out. Yeah. Get Grizz and Panda on that shit. Honestly, wait, yeah. Yeah. Wait, they're, they're like, already connected by that thread. I know. They're Wee Bear Bears collaborators. Alumni, yeah, yeah. Alumni is maybe better. <laughs> wow. Anyways, um, No Name also has a new song out. The other one was called Song 31. This one's called Song 32. Big surprise. We uh, are, I guess, maybe going to continue that way for the rest of her career. Just interesting. kidding. Um, I thought since the album art was similar, I was like, oh, are we about to get a, like, Songs 31 through 35 EP or something? Honestly, like, maybe. She's very much in control of posting her music, because I think she was working with Spotify to do that, like, independent uploading sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Um, but I really liked this, so I feel like I have some material to hold me over, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The production was very smooth, but not slow. Like, I feel like sometimes um, No Name will have, like, interludes. You know, she'll have, like, some sort of production, and mm-hmm. then there will be kind of, like, a breakdown. And I love that. But I also appreciated that this flow just, like, never stopped on this particular song Mm -hmm. so i thought that was pretty cool and then literally the last thing because we have like a super light week for some reason i don't know i i thought it was gonna ramp up because of coachella but maybe it's like ramping down anyways though um ao beats has a new collaboration with this rapper swim coach I had never heard of this dude before, but I really like this song, so I'm gonna play it. <laughs> like, literally, you know how, like, sometimes, like, I don't know if you do this, but I do this, where, like, every week I'll have one song where, like, when I start playing my music, I'll start with that song. Mixer by Amber Mark. Next question. Yeah, no, this is my song for that week, for this week. Can we take it is it so fun? It is. Also, listen to this. I love how he says his teeth. Just like, hold on. How he says his teeth? Yeah. Wait, hold on. I feel like it's also the filter. Let me get a little. Let me get another like example. Can we take it from the top, please? Okay, yeah. Can we take it from the top? Okay, yeah. That's like weirdly satisfying. Yeah, I agree. Can we take it from the top? It's like, I don't know what about that is like so great, but it's like, um, it's different, but the same feeling that I get when I am like listening to like TK Maidza, cause she like very much accents mm. all of her consonants. Yeah. It reminds me of when she's like, ha ha ha. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this is, I think my new like fun spring song also because the weather just got to be nice and it reminds me of like no fun by joji but like if it was even more like upbeat that song is so upbeat i love that song if it was even more upbeat i I know but it's really hard to be more upbeat than no fun by joji oh my friends so fun (laughs) right around with with my my friends friends. (laughs) um anyways backtrack time yeah i guess you're really doing this, huh? Why? Why do you hate this song? 
It's, it's because it's one of those songs where it was like cool for a hot sec and then like the rest of the world like got a hold of it and then I was like, I'm super tired now. Well, since you hate the song so much, I'll just skip to the part I think is relevant. Stop making fun of it. Oh my God, you're literally so rude. Yeah. Okay, but this is the really cool part. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, right here. Nope, just kidding. Eight more bars, we're gonna skip there. <laughs> okay, right here, right here, right here, right here, right here, right here. Like, when it goes double time, yeah. is, is like, objectively sick. Yeah. And then it does, like, the trap thing, like, in the literal next bar, like, literally right here. Yeah. Okay, The Whole World Knows is Where You Now by Jack U, a.k.a. Skrillex and Diplo, featuring Justin Bieber. But let me set the stage for you. Like, Justin Bieber had been coming off of his, like, time when he, like, peed in a bucket in public or something like that. Remember that? It was really bad. Like, everyone hated him for a long time, and he was, like, shunned for being, like, a child star gone wrong or whatever. And then he, like, hid for a little bit. Yeah. And then he literally came out, well, Jack U came out with this song that was featuring Justin Bieber, and everyone was like, what the actual F? Like, why would Skrillex and Diplo, at the top of their game, like, collaborate with this, like, fuck? But then it was so good. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Period. Remember when you Like, remember the feeling that you got when the top of the blogs was like, Skrillex and Diplo collaborate? Which is already a headline. Yeah. With Justin Bieber is the next line. <laughs> you <laughs> That's know? True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was fucking but wild. It's just like the fact that they were forming Jackie. It was everyone was like kind of flipping their shit who, who like was in Literally, music yes. At like, that Diplo point. and Skrillex are definitely like some of the two biggest names in electronic music in the United States and probably globally as well. Yeah. So for them to collaborate, and they're very, very talented collaborators. Yeah. Like, they don't, like, they're very good at adding good things of their style to other people's things in a way that like makes sense Mm -hmm. and so for them to like spur each other's craziness on in a way that maintained all of its musicality Mm -hmm. and all of its like innovativeness is really cool and then yeah you're right the mainstream caught on to it there was literally a new york times video about this song Really? It was like eight minutes long and it's like Diplo and Skrillex like talking about how they produced it because like Justin Bieber like wrote the demo and it was like just piano and he worked with like Pooh Bear to like continue writing it. And then Diplo was like, yeah, I know. And then Diplo was like, oh, like you have a Justin Bieber acapella, like hit me up. And then Skrillex and Diplo worked on it for like four months and then apparently like sent it back to Scooter Braun, who's like their manager. And then Mm -hmm. Scooter was like, hey, Biebs, like let me play you this. And then Justin was like that's sick man like had no idea that that all of it was happening damn okay yeah and Skrillex and maybe also Diplo whatever they worked together but they pioneered or at least mainstreamed this technique of doing the pitched up manipulated vocals yeah remember when I was like when I was like oh yeah duh that's vocals and then you got mad at me because you didn't know it was vocals yeah like Skrillex calls it his dolphin thing and now like the rest of the world calls it the dolphin thing but it's like need you the most or whatever and it's like really pitched up yeah because it was a thing that was already kind of a trend in like SoundCloud music circles um 
And yeah, I guess it was because I listened to a lot of pitched up vocals, so I was really they used would to pitch the it sound. up like kind of like nightcore ish. But I feel like the way that Skrillex and Diplo had done it was they smoothed it out so it almost sounded like a synth, which I think yeah. was pretty unique. Yes, and that and that's what I'm saying is that people had started catching on to smoothing, not to the point of the dolphin sound, but um, I think that vocal manipulation and like getting it to try to sort of sound like a synth was a thing that was, was going to eventually in, become a thing whether in, they innovated it or not is what you're saying yeah no 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 like as in it was already like a wave that was starting in soundcloud but then I when see. they did it everyone saw it yeah no for sure and i think like there's actually a crazy quote that diplo had that i saw and it said anybody can copy a synth now diplo said but if you manipulate vocals it's really something original that no one can do and it's like Fast ha, ha, forward ha. five years. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Yeah, literally. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Um, but okay, now that we've covered this whole like vocal thing, which like the literal New York Times kind of like beat that horse dead. What dead horse? It was beaten. I don't know what the <laughs> saying is, but it's gone. Um, I personally feel like they traverse genres so well on this song within this song, like intra song. Normally, like half tempo changes, I really, really don't like. We've talked about them a lot, yeah. like the halftime breakdown downs, like being annoying and stuff. Breakdown, <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> um, but this one, when it goes like double, it's really, really cool. And if you watch, like, if you watch a, per- a live performance with Justin Bieber, as I have, um, oh. there's like a little dance break that they do, and it like goes to be twice the beat, and it's kind of cool. And then it like really. The trap thing I thought was kind of interesting as well, because that yeah. was at that time like an up and coming genre as well. Oh, yeah. No, that was just starting when yeah. like everything was starting to be trap yeah. production. And then even on like Beats Knockin', which is like the other, another song and on that EP. Uh huh. Yep. That one. Okay, but at the end, it, it's like very kind of almost dubstepy, but then at the end, it goes into like Moombaton esque. Yeah, I just feel like they did that really well. Mad, I remember being so mad because I was like, "This part is these four bars are so cool," and I would only just like I would have the song and then I would just skip to uh, play the four bars and then I'd skip to the next song. (laughs) I was like, "Ew, I hate you for that." (laughs) That's rude, honestly. But I feel like that is something that obviously, like the vocal manipulation thing has caught on and other producers have like incorporated that into their like arsenal of sound creating. Yeah. But I haven't really seen this kind of like beat change used in a nearly as effective way as when they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Although the 22 Sean Wasabi remix does oh, do yeah. that and it's really good. Also, I think that it's a fair, actually just kidding. I think that it's a pretty common thing in a lot of club songs. To do that. Sure. You know, when they switch from, like, between, like, the Jersey Club beat and then, like, um, the clave rhythm? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like. Okay. That's true. That one's pretty That's another good example. But it hasn't really overtaken the mainstream, like, production scene nearly to that degree. Definitely. I agree. Anyways, I feel like I was listening to, I don't know what I was listening to, but I went on sort of, like, a deep dive last week of just older music that I had sort of forgotten about. And I was like, Hmm. you know what? This song got a shitload of daps, but it did not get some daps in some other regards that I'd like to point out this week. I'm surprised that you weren't picking, um, out of anything, Jackie, you weren't picking that one Clean Bandit remix that was like super fun and garage. You mean the one I did as my backtrack like months ago? Oh, wait. We already did do that. That's why. Literally, yeah. 
But that's a more uh, of a clean bandit song than it is. Jackson oh yeah, song. no, definitely. Anywho's, it's off to you. Your turn. Wow. in that song made me remember the other thing I was going to say that you know the Jack U like snare oh like yeah the famous one yeah apparently it's like this warped and sampled tabla interesting yeah I, that's like evaded me as like a mystery of the famous like Jack U perk yeah I've just and seen a, a bunch tabla. of people make fun of it now because now it's overused but I it's know fun. but they weren't the ones who overused it yeah anyways this is your backtrack go ahead <laughs> correct anyway so that was before even the title of the song i know i just had to get it in there that was boba beach by green parrot um the one who has like a very a lot funky, of wise a lot funky of wise. spelling yeah mm-hmm. um so green parrot is um one of the secret songs friends shocking um, that you would pick an artist from the collective who is whose collective is it have we talked about them before in this podcast <laughs> Ryan Hemsworth's um, <laughs> collective secret songs. Ryan Hemsworth, the Toronto-based producer. Ryan Hemsworth, the um, okay, mentor okay, of Luke Tennyson. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, the only other like the only things that Green Parrot has released on Spotify are the secret songs, "Kites" and a song about naps, um, which. Yeet. <laughs> but yeah, this song is literally called Boba Beach, and. It is from a compilation um, called, like, A Trip to Soda Island. It's, like, a little, like, mini collective of, like, a bunch of, like, future... Um, I see the album art appearing in my head. Yeah. 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 You remember those? They were all super cool, those, like, mm-hmm. watercolor album arts. Yeah. Um, uh, This is such a 2015, 2016 thing, but I remember that I was, wa- I was on Vine... <laughs> Wow. I was on Vine and Literally I saw, rest in peace. I saw a a vine of this tiny, tiny, tiny little puppy like walking across like in between the aisles of like a shoe store or something. And it was playing this song and I was like, hmm, is that mayhaps uh Boba <laughs> Beach by Green Ferret? <laughs> and I remember being like, why like that's so I just identified that song name and You're title. literally like the queen of recognizing songs and vines. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly am. It's kind of sad. Me, when I like did that deep the dive. Literal the literal Jersey, Jersey Club, Club one, dive. yeah. Anyways, um, I just really like this song. And I guess I just really admire um, how Green Parrot can take like one idea and then go like two completely different directions with it. And then like still make it into like one song and it still sounds like one song yeah it's not like sicko mode which i love but i literally did think it was a different song halfway through yeah (laughs) yeah um in any case that is my backtrack um green parrot we love you even if there are only two songs on spotify (laughs) 
Um, yeah. Anyway, um, that is going to do it for us. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Check out the playlist. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. All that yeah. good junk. That's about it. See you yeah. next week. Bye. Bye.